Parshas Matis, Perik Rishon, Perik Lamed, Pasuk Beis, Chapter 30, Verse 2. Vaidabeir Moshe el Roshei Hamatis. And Moshe spoke, speaks to the head of the tribes, the head of the tribes, as they were enumerated uh, in the beginning of the Parshas Bamidbar, who the leaders of the tribes were. Livnei Yisrael, they were the head of the tribes for the sons of Israel. Lamer saying, Hashem, this is the a matter that Hashem has instructed. So Moshe Rabbein is giving over. We don't find this in instructions to Hashem to Moshe, but Moshe Rabbein is telling them this is what Hashem told him to say. Now, this is different than most of the other sayings where Moshe Rabbeinu says Vadaber Moshe Bnei Yisrael here it says Rosha Amatis but Rashi says this is actually the way it took place all the time he gave honor he separated and he gave honor to the leaders to teach them first and afterwards, after teaching the Nesim, he taught the old Bnei Yisrael. How do you know that the other sayings were also the same way, that first it was the Rosh Hamatis? That's why the Posik tells us, this is a Posik in Shmois. Lamedalad in Posuk Lamedal and Lamed Beis. So over there the Posuk says, "By Yeshua Elav Arin v'Chol Hanesim Ba'Eda," that Arin and all the leaders of the community uh, came back to Moshe. By Daber Moshe Aleim, Moshe speaks to them, and then Vachar Kenich Shukol Bnei Yisrael, and then all the Bnei Yisrael came close after that. So. It was Aaron and then the Chol Nesim Ba'edon. Uh, over here it looks like, since Aaron passed away at this point, so the Pasik only talks about the Rosh Hamatis. Uh, Elozor, even though he took the place of Aaron uh, yet, but maybe Moshe Rabbeinu did not teach him first. Then it says, Umaro uh, Elohim Rekan. Why does the Torah see fit to say this over here at this particular point, the order, the way Moshe Rabbeinu taught them? Loma, this teaches you that it tells you that you can uh, annul the vows by one who is an expert. And if you don't have a uh, expert who is one mafer bishloisha had then you can annul it through three ordinary. How do we learn that? To distinguish and to give special uh, credence to the nasi, to the rashi hamatis, to tell you that if you are rashi, you are in a category by yourself, and therefore you don't need to have the three uh, to be made for the nether. Now, we don't talk about openly in the Pasuk over here about the uh, Chacham being Mefer the Neder. It talks mostly about the uh, 
uh, husband. But in the Gemara, this is the way the uh, Chazal learned it out from here. We're not going to get into it right now. Maybe it's different. Maybe, perhaps, maybe one can say that this portion, Moshe only said it to the leaders. Maybe that's why it says Rosh Amatis. And why? We have to look at a reason why. But maybe it just said it only to the leaders. So, Rashi, no. Neymar Khan, here it's written the Pasik Zehadover. Neymar Bishkutei Chutz, when somebody shechts the korban outside of the uh, Azor of the Mishkan, it says Vayikri Zayn, Pasik Beis, it says there also Zehadover. So, Malahalon, just like over there, Nemro, that Aloche was said La'arin, Ulevonov, Ulechobne Yisrael, to everybody. Uh, not just to Matus, because Shenemar it says, the Posik says over there, Daber el Arin, and in that Posik Beferish it says, Arin Bonov el Kobne Yisrael. And that's where Rashi says it like that. Over there it says, La'arin el Bonov Kobne Yisrael. Vegoymer over there says, Avzu Nemro Lukulon. So this also, the Zahadover, the Zereshava tells us that this too was said to everyone. And this is just telling you the order of the Rashi Hamatis, that the order, the way the, the Torah was given over, that first the Rashi Hamatis, then the Bnei Yisrael. And then, uh, the reason why it's said over here is because to teach us how you can annul the vows. Rashi discussed this thing several times before, um, with regards to the order, and uh, also with regards to al um, uh, We'll leave this for another time. Let's go weiter. Zehadover. This is the matter. Zaprashi Moshe Nisnabe Moshe prophesies by using the language of Koi. In Shmoshu Dalav, Pasik Dalav, he says, Bekoi Omar Hashem Kichatsoi Salaylon. So we see, he uses the word, so says Hashem. Bahanevim, also the other prophets, we find this Nabu, they prophesied, B'koy Omar Hashem, so says Hashem. Moshe, Moshe, in addition to that is Moshe, Shanis Nabu, B'loshen Zehadover, he also prophesies, saying this is the matter, which is a much more closer, uh, this is the matter, than Koy Suches. Dover Achar, another interpretation, Zehadover, this is the matter, Miyutu. This is an exclusion saying a, uh, a stipulation that it has to be so. Loimar to tell you that that the Chochem, when he annuls the vow, it has to be in a way that he says he is matir. Uh, he uh, finds a opening to untie, uh, to allow the vow uh, Ubal, but when the husband is Beloshan Hafur, he annuls, he destroys, he takes away uh, the vow. Kilashoin Hakosuf Khan, as the Posuk speaks, says over here, when the Posuk talks about the uh, the husband the husband, it says that when he hears uh, about the vow of his wife, it says that he doesn't uh He's not meferit. Uh, he's not uh, doing the hafora. In Pesach test it says vehefer es nidra asher oleho loshen hafora. In Pesach yud gimovim hafer yofer oisom. 
So the Chacham uses the Loshon of HaTorah, and the Baal uses Loshon of HaTorah, Kilshayin HaKosov Khan, as the language the Torah uses here. But the Imchofa, if you swap it, and you use, Chacham uh, will use the Loshon of HaTorah, and the Baal will use the Loshon of HaTorah, in trying to undo the vows, uh, then the in mutar vein mufer, then it's not permissible and it's not annulled, and the vows are still there because you have to do it exactly. And that's what the pasuk is telling you: ze hadover. This is the matter. This is the way it should be. Pasuk dalid, and um, but. Just wanted to mention that Rashi mentioned twice about in the previous pasuk about the ability of a, a chacham to uh, be mefer to uh, annul the vow or to actually to be matir because a chacham is matir the neder he finds a pesach haroto for the vow. Uh, Rashi brought it down two times uh, once in the Rashi zahadover that the chacham needs to only do it in Beloshin HaTorah and also Rashi before that says that the reason why it says Rosh HaMatis is that um, the Aforas Nadorim to uh, uh, these vows, to remove these vows, it's either a uh, individual who's an expert like uh, Rosh HaMatis or three ordinary. Uh, This whole thing of uh, uh, being matir and neder is halacha l'moisha misinai. Uh, it's uh, by tradition because the pasuk here doesn't talk about a uh, chacham. Uh, the pasuk says uh, the Gemara is meramez this from the pasuk in Chagiga and Davyud on the pasuk that it says lo yachel since it doesn't say lo yaver uh, not to transgress, but it says to not make it weakly, the Gemara learns that there is a way of by finding a Pesach from a Yochid uh, Mumcha or three ordinaries. So that's just hinted for that. But the main place, uh, the main source for HaTorah Nadarim is actually Halacha Lamaisha Misina. It's called uh, Perches be'avir, it's like the heter is like hanging. Perches be'avir, heter nedorim. Perches be'avir, as the Gemara says, ve'in lahem amashi yismerchu. It's like flying in the air. Don't have really what to lean on because there is no beferish uh, pasuk to support this. So I want to mention that we'll do pasuk gimel. Ish chiyidoir neder lahashem, a man who makes others a vow, who vows a vow to Hashem, or he or he makes a oath. Two ways of prohibiting something by oneself, either using the language of a neder, making a vow, or making a promise, making a shvua, an oath. And what he does is, lesoid isor al to prohibit on himself a prohibition, to get something, say, well, this thing is going to be prohibited to me. So if a person does that, cannot make his words weakly, Rashi says, cannot weakly make his way weakly. As all that comes out of his mouth he shall do.
Pasuk Gimel Rashi. Neder. Neder. So Rashi Ha'oimer, one who says, Harei Olai Koinem. Koinem is a substitute lotion of Neder, either Koinem or the Gemara has Matfis Bidovar Hanidar, but the word Koinem has the uh, meaning of a nether, of a vow. Uh, so one who says, I have a pami, a koinem, a nether, shaloi uh, oichel, that I won't eat, oi shaloi ese dover plenio, I'm not going to do a certain thing. That means he makes that thing prohibited, that food becomes prohibited to him, or that item doing it will become prohibited. So then, he must not make his word weekly, he must fulfill what he promised. So, Yochel, you may think, even if a person made a Shavuah that he's going to eat, that's carcasses, that is things that are prohibited to eat. So if a person makes a vow that he's going to eat carcasses, he's going to eat unshachted meat that hasn't been shachted, or the animal hasn't been ritually slaughtered, but just killed, I should still call upon him, we should still apply the rule, as it says, because since it went left his mouth, everything that leaves his mouth, he should do. That's why Talmud Leimar, the Pasuk, teaches us, and before tells us, which means to prohibit a prohibition, which means as hamutar, that is to prohibit what has been permissible, then you must keep your word. But the lahatir but not to permit that which has been prohibited. Lo yachel should not make his word weekly once he makes that promise or that shvur. So Trashi kimoi that is similar to lo yichalil devorei, mean making his desecrating his words or he should not make his word weekly, meaning not to fulfill and to uh, do as he has promised. So that is the general statement for a man, for a person who makes a vow that he must keep it. In Pasuk Dalet, the Pasuk continues, but but a woman who makes a vow who vows a vow to Hashem, the Osra Isur, and she prohibits herself and makes upon herself a prohibition, and she does it beveis aviha, uh, while she's still in her father's home, meaning she is still under the uh, uh, dominance of her father, uh, doesn't mean literally, Rashi says, in the home, but it means under his jurisdiction. And that is bin ureo. We're talking about bin ureo. While she is a naira, that's from the age 12 till 12 and a half. As Rashi will explain now. The vase of viho, Zokhtarashi, she will make a vow, the woman in her father's home, Zokhtarashi birshu soviho, that means under the jurisdiction of her father, vafilo eina bebeza, even if she doesn't literally live in his home. So the vase of Via is in the larger sense uh, under the jurisdiction of the father. It says bin ureho zaktrashi. We're talking about here veloiketana, not about a minor who is under twelve years old by a girl. Veloi begeres and not one who is an adult, which is over twelve and a half by a girl. 
And Rashi explains, Shakatano ain nidra neder. A vow of a minor is not a vow, so that wouldn't count at all. So we don't have to apply the laws as we will see following Pasik. But the and an adult, a, a girl who is an adult who's more than twelve and a half, so she's not in the father's uh, jurisdiction, so for him to annul her vows. Which one is this a minor? Now we just said that Katana, her vow is not a vow. We just included, we said anybody under 12. But Rashi qualifies this now, and Rashi brings down from the Chazal. Our teachers tell us, that Bas'achas Esrei Shono V'yoyim Echod from 11 years and one day by a girl this is the equivalent by a boy from 12 years and one day Nidoreo Nivdokim her vows will be uh, inspected we check her vows Im Yodo if she knows if she knew Lishem Mi Nodro for whom for the shame, for the she's making a vow to Hashem, but she understands, she knows for whom she made this vow, or for whom she made this hegdish. Don't know exactly what Rashi means here with the lushemi hegdish. You got to look up in the source. Or who she made hegdish? Nidra neder. Her vow is a vow. So that's not excluded. So when we said before, like Ketano, it means that Ketano is not for sure. But it may be from 11 years and up, but uh, not from... But Bas Shitayim Esrei, but once she hits 12, Shon of Yemechot, we don't have to check her. A vow that is made by a 12-year-old, that's been Ureho, and that is a definite uh, nether. So now, when the Pasik says Binu and it excludes a katano, that means excludes a katano that we don't have to check. But a katano, some of them, yes, maybe if she's Yud Aleph and uh, Shonim, 11 years and a day, if she knows, then that would be a vow also. So, what takes place with this uh, woman who is a Naira and she is still under the father's Rishus? Or if she's even eleven years old in a day, and she knows nivdera nivdokim. So what happens? So Pasuk Hay says that v'shoma avio es nidra, and her father hears hears her vow. Ve'esora and the prohibition. Asher osro al nafsho that she has prohibited on herself, on her soul. Ve'hecherish lo avio and her father is quiet, doesn't object to it. So then, the komu kol nidoreo, so all of her vows, the kol iser, and all the prohibitions, asher osr al nafsha, that she prohibited upon herself, yakum, she'll stand. So now she's obligated to keep them. But pasuk yivah v'im heini aviha oisa b'yayim shamay. So if her father, uh, on the day that he hers, he prevented her, uh, from it, meaning he annulled that vow. He was made for the vow. That means heinous. Rashi will explain. So, if the father prevented that vow on the day that he heard that she had made those vows, 
So then, Kol Nidoreo, Vesoreo, so then all of her vows and all of her prohibitions. Asher Osra al Nafsha, that she prohibited on herself, Lo Yokum shall not stand. Uh, because the father, Vashem Yislach Lo, and God shall forgive her, meaning even, as Rashi will say, she doesn't know that the father annulled her. And she violated those annulments. Hashem will forgive her because she's not really violated because she has been annulled by her father. But Hashem will forgive her because her father had uh, absolved her, taken away, prevented her from those nedorim. So those nedorim don't really follow. Now, in these, this is the last posik. It seems like es nidrav nidrav in the first passing we learn she makes a vow lesser to Isra and Nafshri. Here it seems like it's two things. There is a vow and there's an Isra. But Lukhaira, it's a vow to make an Isra, not a separate vow. We have to look into the Mefarshim to see why the duplicate Lashon of here. Pasuk Vav in the Rashi. V'him heini aviyo oiso, zakt Rashi, im mona oiso min hanedem. If he prevented her from the vow, what does it mean? How does he prevent her from the vow? That means, that is to say, that he has uh, taken it away from her. He's annulled it. I don't know what does it mean, exactly what is the meaning of it. So he says, later on, when the Pasik says, for the Ram, the Im Biyoyim Shmoya Isha Yoni Oiso, and then it says Vehefer. So now we see already that the Yoni Oiso preventing her means Vehefer, that he has absolved her, that he has uh, annulled it. Havi Oimer, then I would say that Hanoa Zuhafora, that Hanoa means to uh, absolve, to, to take away, to remove from her. Uh, annul her vow. in the meaning, the subtle, simple meaning of the word heini, is comes loshin is the language of minia to prevent vasara and to remove. Heini avim means he prevented by removing it from her. The chain, as we find in Bamidbar Lamed Beizayin, the lomo sinion. Why should you remove? That's talking about why remove the hearts of the Jews. Uh, uh, as we'll see, to not to want to go to Eretz Yisrael by them seeking a place, uh, inheritance on this side of the Jordan, as Moshe Rabbeinu told them. So Suniyu means, why should you move away? And why should you prevent them from going to Eretz Yisrael? V'chein, and likewise in Tehillim Kuf Memal of Hei, the Pasuk says, Shemen Roish, Al Yoni Roish, you will not be removed from my head. V'chein, in Bamidbar Yudalad, and so that you will know, Hashem says in response to the rebel, to the rebels, that you will know, that means, my movement, your removal, your preventing and removing from me. Why Rashi brings the posting in Bamidbar, first Lamed Beis, then he jumps to Tilim and the best Yudalad, needs to be looked in further. Hashem Yislach Lo. And Hashem will forgive her. So what is the Pasik talking about forgiven? 
What kind of forgiving does she need? We're talking about a woman who has made a vow by a nozir. I don't know specifically what is the meaning of a nozir, of not drinking uh, wine, not being metamed to the mason. And, or this is just an example. The same thing would be something else. But this is another that she makes to become of Nizirus. Then Rashi also jumps in with Vishama Bailo. Even though the Pasik doesn't talk yet about her husband, the Pasik is only talking about the father. But the same thing will be, probably in the source of Rashi, it's talking maybe about that. That's where Rashi brings it down. And her husband will hear, or her, fa- her, or her father will hear, and he is going to annul it for her. But he, she didn't know that it was an old. And she transgresses her vow. And she drinks wine. And she is defiling two people who are dead. So that is a, a Nazir is not allowed to do that. And she accepted that Nazir. So Zuhi Licha. This is the one that requires forgiving. Even though it's been an old, so she's not really doing anything, but she still needs to be forgiven. Uh, it doesn't say, though, in the passage that she has to do anything or she has to ask. It says Hashem will forgive her. It almost automatically. But the fact that she needs forgiveness, even though she was not didn't really do anything because she didn't have a nether, but it was, since it was unbeknown to her, she does need forgiving. Rashi brings out If those who are annulled require forgiveness So how much more can we learn out in a foratory that for sure those who have not been annulled if a person violates them here you're violating something that has been annulled so how much more you need forgiveness how much more is there to needing forgiveness for something that was annulled now, the Pasik is talking about that this woman, this Naira, was to a man. Now, what does it mean, was to a man? Rashi is going to explain that she was betrothed to a man, not married. And she has vows upon herself. Now, right now, the father isn't playing a role here because he didn't hear. Uh, so he didn't mefrit, he didn't mekayimit, so we don't know. So she has a vow upon herself that she made it. Oy miftos or something that she expressed with her lips. And how is that different than neder, and uh, something a new uh, way of expressing, as we didn't have this before uh, in the beginning of the parashim? Mitzvah Vasel, Asher Osro Al Nafsho that she has prohibited upon herself. Zok Rashi Im Adruso. We're talking about a woman who was betrothed to a man. Dr. Ashi, are you Maybe that's not the case. 
Maybe we're actually talking about a woman that was married. Maybe we're talking, this case is talking about a woman that is married. So, when later on, it says in the Pasuk, later on, it talks about what happens when she makes a vow in Pasuk Yudalef, in the house of her husband. So, over there we're already talking about vows. What is the halacha that with the vows that uh, a woman makes while she's married and the right of the husband to annul them. But the Khan Barusa, here we're talking about a betrothed woman. So what is the case over here? Ubo Lachlik Ba and he comes to make a distinction, to make a difference by her in this case that it's both Shovia Ubailo, whether her father and her husband, or her husband to be, because she's only betrothed. They have the power to annul her vows. So if the father didn't hear and the husband hears, he could be made for the nether. What happens? So either one has the power to annul her vows. Either the father annulled it, the lohefer abal, but the future husband did not annul it. Or abal. Or the future husband, he annuls it. And the father didn't annul it. So then in these cases, then it's not uh, annulled. You need them both to annul it. You can't annul it without uh, both of them annulling it. What happens? They both didn't annul, but they didn't observe it. They don't know about it. But one of them was Mekayim. So it goes without saying, even if the one of them annuls it, it's not good enough in other stays. So if one not only doesn't annul it, not annul it, but if one says yes, it should be. It's kimachas mem. So then it's 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 definitely going to apply. So the woman who either the husband or the uh, father says yes, then it would be uh, standing. The only way to get it not standing is by having them both annul it. So this woman, what is the meaning of her vows are upon her? She had made the vow while yet while in her father's house. And her father didn't hear about it. And therefore, since the father didn't hear about him, is So they were neither Mayfir, uh, they weren't the vow, they weren't uh, annulled, but they weren't established either. Because if they um, were established, uh, they were hukmo, the, the, the father agreed, he did hear, and he agreed to them, then we don't care anymore what the husband wants. Uh, but now, if the husband will be mefer, and then the father will mefer, then it will be mefer. Let's go right in the Pasuk. So her husband-to-be, I'm saying the whole time, because we're talking about Arusa here, so it's not really his wife yet. If the husband beyom shamay, and the day that he hears, bechrishlon is quiet. So that means bechrishlon means he agrees, he consents, he doesn't object. 
Uh, now, the Pasuk doesn't say that the father also uh, agreed. Because as we said before, uh, once consent is enough to make it uh, a vow. Um, the only way to take away the vow would be for both of them to uh, annul it. But in this case, since the husband says, so he's uh, establishing it, and we don't care now what the father finds out, wants it or not. So therefore, so all of her vows, and her prohibition, I hear there's no miftus for sale, but there's a law, I should also allow nafsho, that she prohibits on herself, yakumu shul stem. So here you see, that I told you before, I should say, here you see, shim kiyem, habal shukayim, that just the husband, because it's not he didn't know about it, the father, and if the husband does it, we say that it's, it's common in the real. He doesn't need the consent of the father. And, the only reason why we come in the Pasik is dealing with this is because the father also needs to uh, annul in order for it to be annulled. If on the day that her husband to be the husband of this woman who made the vows, he will move her away from it, annul her. And he will uh, Annul her vow, Asher Aleho, that's upon her. Ve'is miftosvasa, and the expressions of her lips, Asher Osra al Nafsha, that she prohibited upon herself. Uh, now, here it comes out, Vashem Yislachlo, and God will forgive her again, as Rashi before, because she didn't know uh, that it wasn't. Annulled and she violated, so she needs still a slicha from Hashem. This is the actual case with the husband as opposed to before the case with the father. Now, in this case, it seems that it's totally up to the father, and there is no, I mean, to the Baal, to the husband, there's no father doesn't involve there. He will uh, be made for, he will uh, annul the vow that's upon her. Yochel, you may think, even if the father didn't know, just the husband, he's the only player here. For Rashi says you need them both to be mefer. Talmud Laimar, that's why the Pasik tells us before, bin ureho beisoviho. I mean, the Pasik you sign later on, the Pasik says, bin ureho beisoviho, meaning, kol she bin ureho, if she's bin ureho, she's still in her time that she's a night, up to twelve and a half. She's still in the father's uh, domain, she's under his jurisdiction, and he must also annul the vow in order for the vow to be annulled. So even though here it says just the husband, but we also put in the father from the verse that says later on. What happens with neither almono grusha? The vow of a widowed or a divorced woman. That doesn't matter what age they are, because if they're a widow and a divorced, even if they're just they're still level of nidus, they no longer under the, the jurisdiction of the father, and therefore Anything that she prohibits upon herself shall stay upon her.
And the reason is Lefi Shaina Lobishus Av Valevishus Baal, not in the uh, jurisdiction of the father and not in the jurisdiction of the husband. The minute she gets married, while she's betrothed, she's not yet in the shoes of the father of the husband. And that's why Binura Obeisavio. But once she gets married, the father has no more rights over her. Once she's divorced, the husband has no more rights over her. So therefore, her neighbor remains a good neighbor. And Rashi says clearly, The Pasuk is talking about a widow from the marriage, and therefore she is no longer under the jurisdiction of the father. But if she is widowed from the betrothal, she never got married. Once the husband dies, Nisroikno, she is emptied, meaning she loses the uh, husband, the betrothal, the connection there. The Chazrulashus Ha'av, and she goes back to the jurisdiction of the father. Posik Yud Aleph. Ve'im Beis Isha Nodora. Now we're talking about a woman who is married already. So the father is no longer a player here, but it's just the husband's, uh, in the husband's house, she makes a vow. Or she makes a, an, or she makes an Isra. Here the Pasuk of says, Oy Osru Isra. So there's a nether and there's Oy Osru Isra. Al Nafsho, on herself. Bishvua. And Pasuk uses language here that she makes the true Shvua. This Pasik is talking about a married one. Posikud So her husband hears about this. And he's quiet. Didn't say anything. He didn't prevent her. He didn't annul her. So all of her vows will stand. And all the prohibition that she prohibited upon herself shall stand. But what happens if her husband will annul them on the day that he hears? So when he hears, he says, No, we object to it. Anything that she expressed from her lips to her vows will is enough to prohibit her soul. Lord Yochum shall not stand. Isha hafedim, her husband, has annulled them. Hashem yislach and Hashem will forgive her. Bechayr again, uh, talking about that she doesn't know. Because otherwise, if she knows that he has annulled them, so why would there be um, a slicha? She doesn't have any more vows. Posik yudalat. Pasik says, Kol Neder Vachol Shvuas Isur. All vows and all oaths of prohibition, La'anois Nofesh. That is to afflict one's soul, which means that what you are prohibiting yourself is an affliction to the soul. So then, Isha Yikimeno, the husband can let it stand by saying that it's going to stand. Then we don't care, even in the case where the father has jurisdiction, but he's not, and he is mayfred, but if one of them can stand, it stands. But the Isha Yifireno, the husband, that's in a case where she's married, only the husband can just annul it, 
and there is no more vows. Why is the Pasik saying this again? Because he said before that the husband has the power to annul her vows. You may think this would include all kinds of vows. Talmud Loimar, that's what the Pasik adds, teaches us. La'anis nofesh, to afflict the soul. He cannot annul but those vows that afflict the soul. If she made a vow which doesn't afflict the soul, it's not a called an inui, uh, then he cannot annul it. Then it's not his right. What is considered an nefesh is articulated in the tractate of Nedorim and Daf Aintas Omedalov. Pasik Tezvav Vim Hachresh Yachresh Lo Isha Miyoy Malyon. If her husband quiet, her husband will be quiet from day to day. Uh, that means uh, day till the day is over, till sunset. As Rashi will explain. Vehekim as called Nidoreho. So then he will. Let stand all of her vows or his kolas or or all of her prohibitions, asher Allah that are upon her. He has let them stand because he had been quiet to her. He hadn't objected in the day that he heard. Um, Rashi explains. What this pasik is adding to pasik Yid Kimmel uh, over there it says Yafir Eisum Ishab Biyoyim Shamay on the day that he hears. Here the pasik is coming to tell you it says Rashi Miyoyim Al Yoyim that you don't have to wait Shaloi Toymar Meis Leis don't say that it needs to be Meis Leis which is from time to time that is a twenty four hour period Lekach Nemar Miyoyim. From this day, El Yom, to the next day. The next day starts with sunset. He can only annul until it gets dark. From the time that he hears, presumably in the daytime, until the nighttime of that day is when he can annul her vow. But not a 24 hour period, because that Miyom, El Yom, that will be already the next day. Once the sun sets, it's already the next day. So if he does uh, annul her then after hearing the then he will carry his her sin. Which means like the clash after he's already heard, then he has let them stand. He said, Yes, I can live with that. Good. I am, it's good. It's a possibility with this uh, vow, because and then he goes back and he annuls for her. even in that day. So if he annuls it, even in that day. Uh, so in other words, that day he is already observed it. He cannot mefer uh, it, and she doesn't know, and she thinks maybe that it was mefer. So the Nasa Savoyna, 
who nichnas tachtel. He enters in her place because he thinks that she was mufer because he went and he annulled it. But he only annulled it after already first establishing it, and he didn't have the power to annul it anymore. So then he goes into her place and he carries her sin. From here we learn that one who causes a stumbling to his friend he takes his place, enters instead of him for all punishment. These are the statues that Moshe Hashem instructed Moshe. The Pesach started off with this is the Moshe saying this is what Hashem has told Moshe. Now the Pesach concludes that these are the statues that Hashem has commanded Moshe. In the relation between a man and a woman, between the father and his daughter, during her youth, during her nightus, from 12 to 12 and a half, in the father's house, we need the father also to be mefir in order for her vows to be annulled, as Rashi has brought down earlier.